the people of sake actually brought me into sake. Back in 1988, this place was actually in Ginza on the main drag. At first it was kind of soy sauce, it was miso. To the point where it actually changed my life. New Year's Day 1989. Uh, not just sake as a beverage, but all the culture and history. Of Welcome, and thank you for once again tuning in to a brand new episode here at Sake on Air, the world's very first podcast dedicated entirely to expanding the dialogue surrounding Japan's iconic beverages of sake and shochu. My name is Justin Potts, and I'm one of your regular hosts here on the show. And this week, I am joined by a very special guest. Um, today, I am joined by uh, Mr. Jim Ryan. Jim is a freelance translator and writer uh, based in Yamaguchi Prefecture in Japan. He has contributed uh, regularly to magazines like Sake Today, uh, websites like Nippon.com. He is one half of the Sake Deep Dive podcast, and those are all more than enough reasons to have him on the show. However, he has also written a book that is just now getting out into the world, Discovering Yamaguchi Sake, a small tome dedicated entirely to, as you might have guessed, sake from Yamaguchi Prefecture. Um, and having called this that place his home for some time and spending a good deal of time and energy uh, immersed in the world of sake, I can't think of a better person more qualified uh, to work on this. And so I'm really excited to welcome him here and learn more about how this uh, fantastic book came out into the world. So Jim, good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me on, Justin. Thank you very yeah. much for that kind no. uh, introduction. I appreciate it. I know you, uh, you're, you're, you're neck deep in a lot of work right now. So uh, <laughs> thank you for taking the time. No, my pleasure. My pleasure. It's, it, I'm, I'm really glad we're able to have you on here. I've been for, as I mentioned, for a long time ago, we're probably going to have, yeah. we got to have Jim on for one reason or another, one of these <laughs> days. And, you know, you, I often, you know, would wait for opportunities to hopefully try and meet people in person if, and whenever possible, I assume that would just always happen. Yeah, it didn't. I don't know why. Probably yeah. because over these last few years, there just wasn't a whole lot of a travel. And you're in, and you're in Yamaguchi. Which, I'm in Yamaguchi. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie that 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 raises the bar a little bit in terms of hurdles <laughs> to get over. Yeah, you know, the, I'm far from the the Madden crowd out in Tokyo, so it can be a little bit tricky to uh, to meet everybody. Seems to be up in the big city these days. Yeah, but at the same time, because you are down there, it has made you uniquely uh, qualified to. Uh, write the book in question, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is nobody else to do it. Right. <laughs> I say hey, nobody else to do it. But seriously, I mean, gosh, I mean, I, I think it's a really great. Like, I mean, as you, you know, you said a lot of folks, you know, base themselves in Tokyo or Osaka or Fukuoka or some of these, you know, larger cities um, where people tend to congregate. You know, sake events tend to happen. Um, you know, a lot of um, you know, drinking and dining options are are available. Um, but the fact that you have spent the time and put in the time and the energy uh, and the commitment and develop those relationships over time is why a book like this can exist, I think. And so I think it's also a really great testament to what it means to actually commit yourself to a place and spend time. And so it's it, it's it's really special in that sense as well, too. So thank you. Um thank you for thank you for doing this. Thank you for for making this. Oh. <laughs> wow. It was genuinely my pleasure. Yeah. So you know I guess before we dive into the book, um why don't you um just tell us or our listeners just uh, briefly just a little bit about yourself. Where, how, how did you get to where you are? Right. So I, I am originally from the United States. Of course, I'm from uh, the state of Kansas, which is right smack dab in the middle. Uh, it's not a particularly uh, exciting place to be from, but 
you know, <laughs> lots of open skies and lots of open skies and a waving of a, rain a fields. Place to in, in, introduce your a heck of a way to introduce your 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 birthplace. Right. <laughs> well, you know, we got to be honest about these things. <laughs> no right. So, and then uh, I I came to Japan um, a long time ago. It sometimes shocks uh, even me. When I think about it, I've been here since 2004, uh, and uh, I came basically just sort of because I, I didn't couldn't think of anything better to do after I got my uh, after I got my master's degree. I was living in Germany for a while, and then you know one thing led to another, and I, I ended up in Japan. And I came directly to Yamaguchi Prefecture. A friend was living here and teaching English, and I came to sort of just on, on her recommendation. And um, I really liked it. You know, I, I, I'm, I grew up in the, the countryside and I, I'm not a huge fan of big cities in general. So, you know, it, it appealed to me from the very beginning. And, you know, I got married and settled down here and I have no plans to leave. And so over the years, you know, I, I have felt a, a real affinity for the community here, for the people here, the lifestyle here. And uh, it all just sort of gathered together. And then as I grew to be interested in sake as a topic and as a as a drink, I, I really quite enjoy sake, not just not just studying about it. Uh, it, it was just it was natural that being in Yamaguchi over the last almost 20 years, I've been witness to, I think, even you you would know about this how how it has become much more than it was it started out as nothing like the yamaguchi was not a place where people even local people were interested in local sake uh except for you know a, a very limited sort of a consumer group but then over the last 20 years it's just completely become something else it's a phenomenon and obviously you know you know, Dasai is part of the conversation, but it's not just that. And so I was here and I learned about sake here and I learned to drink sake during that process. And so I think it, it's just happened that I I was witness to something and I thought it was interesting. And I and when I, I finally had the, the the freedom to do something with it in my work, you know, when I went to be when I became a freelance translator and writer, I said, well, this is something that I want to work with. I want to use whatever skills or whatever abilities I have to be a part of this, this really interesting change. And yeah, that's kind of how I, I became a, a Yamaguchi sake guy. Very cool. When you say be a part of this interesting change, as you said, it's, I mean, I, so I came to Japan in 2004 as well too. So we are, our, our timelines are, are similar and, in that regard and as you mentioned yamaguchi wasn't exactly i on the map there you know i mean it wasn't a area that really came up in in conversation i mean yeah. it's really been the last 15 years or so where it's started to be on this sort of meteoric rise um did you have a feeling that something was happening while it was happening or is it more you know in the last couple of years you just turned around and looked back and realized that all these all these things had happened <laughs> well i i did have so I, I started at zero like i i did not know anything about sake when i came to japan i didn't speak any japanese i didn't read any japanese and i had no idea at the start that i was there for something big you know obviously missing something unique i, I was yeah i was i, I was around like uh, dasai was everywhere and people were talking about dasai and i actually live very very near to asahi shuzo like it's 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 like a 20 minute drive from my house um and and you know it, it when i came it was still the big local Right. It was still like this thing that was, you know, a Yamaguchi thing that, that people outside of Yamaguchi were paying attention to. Now it's not even like it, they're playing on a to totally different level. So, you know, it's hard to even consider them a local sake brand anymore. But, you know, I was I was definitely seeing even as someone who was just starting to get interested in sake, I was definitely seeing things happen like I was in Yamaguchi when um, former uh, late the late Prime Minister Abe 
you know, served Dasai to President Obama or served Toyo Bijin to Russian President Putin. Like, and that happened here. Like they, like they, 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 they had like a summit in at a local onsen and stuff. And so, you know, it, it was on the news and I could, I could see that people were starting to talk about Yamaguchi sake as a thing that was worth paying attention to. Yeah. And then, uh, so I met the head of Yamagato Honten, uh, Yamagato Toshiro, uh, it's, it, what is it? It's 15 years ago. Yeah. And he took me on a tour of his brewery. And um, at the time he was simply, uh, I don't want to say simply, but he was a, he was a, he was just the, the head of a local sake brewery. And eventually he did become head of the Yamaguchi Sake Brewers Association. And he was very, very visibly promoting Yamaguchi Sake as a whole, as a, as a, as a thing. And, um, you know, he's talked to me about this and he said, you know, he wants Yamaguchi to become the Bordeaux of sake. And I don't know enough about wine to understand what exactly what that means, but he wants it to be a place that a name that people know that is not perhaps it's, it's not locked into some very, very specific identity right yeah. and w one of the things that that they've done is that you know he takes all of the sake breweries who are members of the association to events and at, they, they call it the yamaguchi jizake ishin the the yamaguchi sake restoration i guess yeah if, yeah. You're, if you're following the meiji ishin the major yeah. restoration kind of thing yeah you know and so there was a very visible concerted effort to promote the quality and the, the sort of the the image of Yamaguchi as a place for sake, and and uh, yeah, I could definitely see that it was yeah. it was a visible thing. Yeah, no, it's just it's so interesting that it's. I mean, it's kind of in a way, it's kind of the story of you know sake over the last twenty years or so, where it's kind of you know falling on a similar trajectory. Um, but there's been sort of as you mentioned, you know, serving to, you know. <laughs> Um, international More individuals years, yeah. of notoriety and and things like that. These sort of handful of 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 episodes that sort of that are stand out. That is really, it's put. Like I said it's put a a a, a historical, obviously historical sake region. You know, you know, but you know, I I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have I I guess if you would have asked me, maybe even ten years ago, you know. Um, as far as I know, I guess this is kind of, I guess, tying into the book a bit, but as far as I know, this is the first English language book that's dedicated to a specific region. As far sake? as I know, yeah, as far as I know, that is true. I, I wasn't able to find any. I was able to find, like, there was a, there was a, Akita Prefecture, like, sponsored their own Akita Sake book. I've, I've seen In that, Japanese, yes. and then. Yes, yes, yes. I like I, I think it was machine translated into English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I know what you're was, talking about. It, it, it didn't. Yeah. It wasn't something they got a. It was a major no. publication. It, it, it was something even in they... Japan. It, it's like you know, and so, and I, I like just just to be perfectly honest, a lot of people are just asked like, why, why Yamaguchi? Sure. And you know, there's a lot of answers to that question, but honestly, why not? You oh, know, absolutely. Got to <laughs> so, start somewhere. Yeah, and. Uh, there is, there is, when you are talking about a sake region, like, you know, the, there are lots of approaches to to define what that actually means, you know, and Andy and I talk about this on our podcast almost all the time, like just the idea of, you know, okay, nada sake happened for many, many reasons. Some of them are natural, right? They have, they had access to resources and some of them were just purely economic, right? They had yeah you know, people pumping money into it to send it to Tokyo. And well, I, that's what's happening in Yamaguchi now, right? Some of these, some of the reasons that Yamaguchi sake is becoming popular are natural. Like it has lots and lots of rice fields that are good at growing rice for brewing sake. And also because there is a concerted effort on the part of the local government and local organizations and the sake breweries to raise the image and to, um, they're cooperating on improving things like, you know, making more premium sake, which is obviously what the current market demands. And so, you know, it, it, this is how a sake region is born. 
and yeah. I'm here watching it be born. Yeah. So I, I thought it was a really good idea to document that. Oh, that's fantastic. So I guess then, then what was the impetus for this book then? Is this something that you had, that had been sort of stewing for a while or was there something that came up that made you go, I'm going to do this or, oh my gosh, this thing might actually become a thing. <laughs> yeah. I, like I mentioned, I, I wanted to use the kind of the skills and the abilities that I had to be part of this change and the skills and I, abilities I have appear to be writing oriented, right? Uh, uh, translation and, and writing are things that I, I seem to be doing okay at. And in, uh, it was, it was in 2018 when I started this, when I, you know, I, I started really studying sake. So that you, obviously you don't want to just be like, oh, I like sake so I can write about it. So I, you know, I, I got certifications and started reading lots and lots of academic books about it. And, and I, I was going out to lots of sake events and every chance I got talking to, you know, the Toji and the, the Kuramoto, the people who were actually making it about their sake and, and, and learning about it. And um, my idea at the time was just to sort of do it piecemeal, right? I, I started writing articles for magazines and I started um, translating their websites into English and things and, and helping out at that level. And then I, I just, it, I just realized it was just taking too much time. It was just, you know, if there's 23 working sake breweries, if, if it, that's, that's going to take forever. I, why not just do it all at once? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you Go know, all in. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, Hey, let's make a book out of it. Yeah. And I, I, I I, I was serious about it. Like it wasn't just like a, a mood. So I started, you know, I, I was looking for other sake books like this, right? That's, that's how I found that weird Akita thing. And sure. Um, I, I didn't find any sake books like this. And I thought, well, that's probably a good thing. If there's nothing else like this, then, you know, but then at the same time, when I was approaching people with the idea, a lot of them said, there's nothing else like this. It's never going to work. Yeah. It's, it's too specific. It's too, um, esoteric. It's, it's it's not got going to appeal to anybody yeah and i i didn't agree um but you know what do i know <laughs> so i i just kept pushing at it and then um it, it was i i basically had the idea to write the book in the spring of 2020 2020 i was i i went to interview um Fujioka Miki-san at Choshu Shuzo, which is, I think, one of the brands that people are going to have heard of, Tembi, right? Mm. It's the brand new sake brewery. And yeah. and I was, and like, it, it was at the beginning of COVID, like it was, I literally was talking to her, I was like, did you hear, like, this thing is <laughs> you amazing, this right? Thing? Like, you know, Weird. I, hope, like, hope it doesn't I heard come they were here. closing yeah. schools, like, <laughs> it was literally at that point. Yeah. And, um, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to make this happen. I'm just going to do it. And, and, you know, it, and it happened, you know, I, I put together an outline and I started pitching it. I, I pitched it to, to one publisher. Like I, uh, I, I started out with Stonebridge because, you know, they have a history with sake books. And I, I thought, you know, if anybody's going to be open to the idea of this very, very specific sake book, it, it's probably going to be a small experience publisher. And yeah. I'm glad I did. It worked yeah. out. That's great. It's because yeah, that was sort of was into. That was just sort of interested in why, why now? I guess I from the. I guess what was the response then from the publisher? Because like you said, a lot of the books available about sake or focusing on sake in English, while fantastic and thorough and well researched and helpful and informative, a lot of them still more or less are in the realm of this is what sake is exactly you know yeah. um yeah. whereas i mean reading your book i mean it sort of just issues that <laughs> to the yeah. side i mean you've got kind of at the beginning there's a kind of a some that was that was the publisher's like idea that, which uh, I, yeah which, yeah which makes sense because i mean it allows you to jump into yeah conversations as opposed to having to explain a lot of things but it's i mean it was that like i said it's the first, I think. And so I guess what was, what, what was it that, that made now the right time for this? Not just, I guess, maybe from the publisher side as well. I think so. 
the the reason that I think this is the time is because we've sort of reached a a really solid base, particularly in America. Like it's an American publisher, and you know their primary market is in America, and and that's you know really what they look at. I'm I'm trying to think more globally, but particularly in America, I think sake is at the point where there is a solid enough base of people who know this is what sake is. Like this is what koji is. This is this is you know that you don't have to spoon feed everything. And, you know, my argument was this, I, we've, we've had, like you said, very well done, very well researched, um, intro to sake books, like lots of them. Yeah. You know, and, and I think you can't just keep publishing intro to sake books. You, you know, it just doesn't make any sense at this point. If you're going to publish a sake book, it shouldn't be that anymore. I think you can look and say, all right, we, you know, Brian's done it and, yeah. you know, people have done it. Yeah. We can do something else. And, you know, the publisher initially did say, yeah, I agree. It is time. But then he said, I just don't think there's a market for it. I just don't think people yeah. are going to buy it. Yeah. And so it went back and forth like that for a while. But I think I was, you know, I was able to point at the fact that, you know, there are now more and more sake breweries. There are sake breweries that are popping up in America left and right. You know, it, it, there are, there are shops like, you know, true sake in, in San Francisco has, has sold over a million bottles of sake at this point. I, I think it's probably time for us to accept that the American market has grown. I mean, it's not huge. It's not, you know, sort of world shaking, but it's grown to the point where we can treat sake consumers like adults. Yeah. You know, you know it, it's, it's, it's starting to mature. Yeah, absolutely. You have to start 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 laying the path for those for for, for further ex, ex, yeah, exploration, for right? Some some yeah, like has to go out there and lay those next stones in the path. Absolutely, so that, so absolutely. Yeah. And that's you know that is that is very much what I want. One thing that I want from this book is is to be able to show to publishers, yeah. like you know I, I I don't expect this to be you know a, a bestseller or whatever, but I do I do hope that it sells enough so that the market is proven that, that we can yeah. say, yeah, it, it is time. Yeah. And we are, we have got to, to, to start sort of opening up the, the broader exploration of sake. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess then when, you know, you, you got to work on this, you got the okay for this. Mm -hmm. um, what were the things that you felt really need to be included then when you were saying, okay, I actually, I get to write a book about Yamaguchi now, you know, and there's probably a number of angles, a number of different things that you considered. Were there certain things that were particularly important to you that you thought from the get-go, this is something that that really needs to be represented? So um, the book is called Discovering Yamaguchi Sake, but it's really discovering Yamaguchi Sake Brewers. Like yeah. it's a book about people. Yep. I want to, like, one of the things that, is really important to me that that became important to me as as i as i sort of really thought about what what i like about sake is that this is not it's not a natural product it's a human product it's mm. people make this and they make it within a community and the community thrives because they make it and they thrive because of the community. And that's what I really, really wanted to represent. So I wanted this to be their voices. I wanted to, like, it wasn't about me. Uh, so, and, you know, people have asked about that. I was like, you know, couldn't this have been more like a memoir? It's like, no, it's not about me. It's about them and sure. what they are doing and, and their struggles and their ideas and the way that this, like this, this, revolution or this change or whatever has happened in Yamaguchi it came about because people worked really really hard to do it and that's what I wanted to show it was really important for me and so like you know I have the Toji's choice I, right, yeah right, yeah for each one like that was from the very beginning it's like I want them to tell me what I what you know what it is that they want people to to know about their sake through their sake yeah, I want them to choose to Jim Ryan right, yeah I love this one it's like, no. special selection yeah. or whatever yeah it's, it's not my recommendation it's their recommendation and yeah. so and that that that's sort of the 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 concentration of of what i wanted this to be it's it's not my book it's about them yeah so absolutely right absolutely absolutely yeah. 
So then when you decided, you know, if that was going to be the the kind of the core component or or story then, I guess, what was your approach then to sort of gathering information before you started this? Had you been to a handful? I mean, you said there's what, how many breweries in Yamaguchi? There are 23 working sake breweries in Yamaguchi. Right. Um, I, by the time I started, I had been to maybe five. Yeah. Um, but, but some of those were like, you know, they have a cafe. So I had been to the cafe and where you can like look in and, and see the interior or whatever. Um, so I, my approach, I mean, initially, obviously I just would find whatever public information I could, you know, through, through websites and stuff. And then I, <laughs> this is an interesting thing that like, I think maybe would really fascinate people. I went to the local tax office Mm. and and i asked them it's like you know i would like a list of all of the current sake brewers in in yamaguchi prefecture and they had a map and the, the thing about the uh the tax office is that all sort of alcohol production and, and sales in japan is licensed and, and monitored by the tax office and so they have all of the information but they have too much they have every single license that exists Right. And, and they had this map that was just covered and like, there's just no way this is this many sake breweries. And, and it turns out that, you know, there are well over 40 licenses still existing yeah. in, in Yamaguchi prefecture. Yeah. The overwhelming majority of them just don't produce anymore. They're not producing right? anymore. They're, yeah. they're not producing. And, um, you know, them are, uh, having, other sake breweries produce sake and selling under the label. Some of them are just dormant. Mm -hmm. Some of them yeah. are, are just uh, sake shops now. Um, others have moved to beer. Mm. There's so there's a lot going on, and and so I had to really whittle that down a lot. And um, the public information turned out to be really really hard to trust, just because interesting. You know, it, it's it's it, 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 there's a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really representative of what was actually happening. Yeah. In the, in yeah. The yeah. So I had to, I, I, I turned to uh, Yamagata-san uh, at Yamagata Honten and yeah. he helped me, like he, he basically knew everybody in yeah. the industry, even he though said he was he, the head of the local Kumiai or like yeah, the local he, Yamagata. The, the Shuzo Kumiai, he, he was the head until last November. Uh, he, he's retired from that. I think he's retiring from Asaki Brewery as well, letting his daughter take over. Um, so at that point, yeah, uh, I had to sort of talk to people and, uh, Yamagata-san was a, an enormous, uh, resource. He was really, really, really helpful. He was really supportive. And because, you know, he was in a position of authority and he knew everybody and he's just a really, like a, a really helpful kind of guy. Everybody was, was happy to, um, sort of communicate with him. And so I, I was able to whittle that down quite a bit. But even with his help, there were some sort of mystery sake breweries that <laughs> no one knew what was going on with them. Like there's one that's not in the book called uh, uh, Otokujiman. Mm. And like, if you ever come to Yamaguchi and you look in sort of the, the souvenir shops at the station stuff, you will see their sake, it's everywhere. Yeah. But the address on the label is just a, a tiny little prefab office building in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's like there's no way they make sake here. Like there's there's yeah. no brewing facility. Yeah. And, and I and I had to to really really hunt to find out that no, in fact, they do not make sake. They have it made yeah. elsewhere, and no, they're very 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 secretive about where they do it and what they do. And like they wouldn't answer my telephone calls or my emails. And Money. yeah. Funny, funny. Not surprising, but it's, it's funny. Yeah, well, it's, it was, no, go, no, go ahead, go ahead. I just say it's it's like it, it it's it's a it's one of the defining parts of the industry at this point is that there is this, um, uh, I call them ghost breweries, right? They're, they they just sort of linger on in some form or another after they they probably died long ago. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's representative of how of the the range of paths that have that have been taken. Yeah. And and how that sort of manifested itself now, right? No, I thought it was interesting because in going through there, there was obviously a lot of a lot of names that I knew and breweries I was familiar with, some that I had 
heard of, but had never had the chance to try. And but then I thought it was interesting that you included ones like um, what was the one like Yamashiroya? Yamashiroya, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I just thought that was a really interesting and and neat yeah. inclusion. I I wanted to do that. I wanted to sort of as a representative of that part of the industry, which is still really like there's tons of them and and some of them are not at all secretive yamashiro san is not secretive at all like it's right there on the label who makes their sake yeah um, can you explain and... this real quick just sort of what oh, sure yamashiro is and sort of how it works so yamashiro ya shuzo is a sake uh it's a sake shop actually in yamaguchi city and uh, but they did have they do have a sake brewing license and up until i think the uh can't recall off the top of my head, but I think it was until the 1940s, they did have a sake brewery. But like so many um, parts of the industry, it, it just became much more profitable to sell alcohol than to make it. <clears throat> and they, they closed the brewery. The brewery, there is no facility now. Like it's gone. I think they, she, she told me they turned the, the land into a parking lot. But um, the, the, the woman who is now in charge of it uh miyazaki song is um she she's basically a businesswoman like she she ran a, a real estate company for a while and then um her younger brother wanted to re sort of revive the, the sake brewery and so he started uh really developing the sake brand which they uh um they have yamashiroya and they have uh um Hime is is their sort of main flagship label and they also do one called princess and then he he suddenly passed and you know she was faced with the decision should, should she let this project just die or should she also add running a, this this sake business to her her sort of life and so she decided to take that and you know she she says she she told me that you know she really didn't think much about it at first. And then she, she went to some events where they were selling sake and people were asking her questions like, you know, what kind of rice do you use and how do you make it? And she had no idea. She didn't know anything about it. And she thought, this is, this is not right. So she started studying and she, you know, she started talking to rice farmers and she started working very, very closely with the toji who was actually making her sake at, and this is at Yamagata Honten which is, yeah. the, you know, the sake brewer I mentioned before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so she, you know, she goes to like work out recipes with the toji and she, she buys the rice. She has it hauled to the brewery. She, they haul the water. Like they have, they have access to a, a very clean local spring. So they use, they even, you know, take tanker trucks of the water. So even though she is not a sake brewer, she does not own a sake brewery, she is involved in the sake brewing process. So I thought that was that was a story worth including, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there are there are a lot of similar models of that in other brewing or winemaking, you know, in the in those industries as well, too. There's uh, a, a lot of different levels uh, at which you know uh, an owner or whatever can can be involved in order to get delicious things put out into the world and it's just one one of several so i just yeah i just thought it was really it was really nice that that was included mm -hmm. and also included as much care in personal story as all the other ones as opposed to sometimes if it's all here's the list of all the breweries and here's a little bit about them clearly there are a handful that are highlighted because of just their their presence, their dominance, whatever, um, and then the ones that just aren't super active, just kind of don't even they get little more than a mention. I just thought it was really that was one of the things I really enjoyed about the book is that every brewer, irrespective of how much they're making or how well known that label is, there's equal parts story to to all of them, and I, I just right. thought that was really that was really enjoyable. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you picked up on that. I am by nature uh much less interested in pure success stories. Yeah. Like I just this idea of like, you know, the the big dog like I I could have written a book about Dasai. Sure. And probably sold it because, yeah. you know, they they probably would have paid copies. me to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um 
<laughs> but it's just not interesting to me. Yeah, sure. At this point, like everybody Absolutely. already knows, like, yeah. you know, and, and they've written their own books, many, yeah. many, many of their own yeah. books. And, yeah. you know, they don't need me to yeah. talk about their story. Yeah. So, you know, there are there are breweries here that I learned about through this process that no one knew about, apart from, say, you know, a very, very small group of people in one town. Uh, Takeuchi Shuzo in uh, Takeuchi Shuzojo in uh in Hofu City, no one had ever heard of them. I I I, I talked to local sake people. Like, Wait, there's a brewery in Hofu? Yeah, <laughs> there is, and they make really yeah. good stuff. Yeah, that's so, great. Yeah, I I love that. I just I, this yeah. the idea of of ex- yeah. just uncovering all of these things. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure they were all special in their own right. Was there were there right. any like sort of you know standout sort of surprise discoveries or visits that? you know, left, left a particular impression on you. So Takeuchi Shuzo was a big one for me because after I talked to them and I'm not, this isn't like because I talked to them, but after I talked yeah. to them, they joined, they rejoined the Sake Brewers Association and oh, wow. started spreading. And so like now my local sake shop, that like, it's like a 10 minute walk from my house yeah. has them on the shelf. Oh, wow. Oh, and that's that, great. Like, yeah. And so I'm, I'm really happy to see that kind of success. Yeah, um, another another really interesting story was Horie Shuzo, uh, Horie Sakaba. Yeah, they make uh, Kintsuzume mm-hmm. and um, Mujaku, which I don't know if anybody's heard of Mujaku, but it's one of the more expensive, one of the most expensive sakes in the world. Yeah, uh, was, uh, up until they started doing the zero stuff, right? The zero semibu yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like ten thousand dollars a bottle. It's not. Yeah. It's not at that level, but. Um, it's it's an interesting place. It's in a beautiful little town up in the mountains, and uh, the uh, they've had a brewing license since the 1700s, 1600s. It's very very old, but um, they won't let anybody into the brewery, like nobody. I not their not their not their sort of sake. Uh, they're, they're, what do you call it? Oh, the, the sake yeah, shops. They're, that, they're that buyer, they right. regular clients right. or buyers or anybody. Yeah, yeah. The, the head of the Yamaguchi Brewers Association has never been inside. No one's ever been inside. And I got to go, but only in sort of like the, the little entryway where they've got their, their, uh, what do you call it? Their, their welcome room, their guest room. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. place. And it's, yeah. it's, they've got this, this really nice little, um, display of all of their their bottles but you know when i kind of stood up and i tried to look around it's like that's not that's that's off limits and so it's interesting that like there are places all over the all over the prefecture where you want to see anything yeah yeah let's go into the muro let's yeah you can hey taste the rice whatever they're like nope nothing no chance so you know it makes you really, really curious. I really want to see inside there. <laughs> right? I, I wonder, I wonder did, did they talk at all about, I guess, I, I wonder if that's something that was has been part of the culture for a while. Because I do know breweries that still, that the salespeople have never been inside the production site. You know, like there's still, yeah. you know, worlds that are separated that, you know, they just don't let people in, not necessarily because... They have some, you know, super boutique, um, you know, product that they're trying to elevate, but just because that was just part of culture that's just been sort of carried over. I wonder if that's something that has been carried over, if it was, or if it was strategic, adding to part of the part of part of the part of the mystery and the allure. <laughs> I I get I get so the I don't know people talk about it, and, and I think most people sort of get a sense that there's some kind of um strategic sense to it like you know maybe they're they're trying to you know increase the or or maybe um something about their production process that they don't want people to copy or whatever they it is a very unique sake like it is something different um if you ever get the chance kin suzume is is well worth hunting down because uh it is it is a an unusually delicious sake but yeah very very curious very interesting very interesting i'm curious then what how would you describe i guess 
the relationship between Yamaguchi breweries then? I mean, you mentioned Yamagata-san was, mm -hmm. was sort of the head of the local brewers association, that he was pretty instrumental and, and well-connected. I, I, the relationship between local breweries has really changed a lot in other areas of Japan as places are trying to, you know, come up with new ideas or new solutions or new collaborations or more types of information shared and things. How would you describe, I guess, that relationship there? It's, well, you know, it's, it's a, it's a group of 23, uh, strong-willed individuals <laughs> at the top of the breweries, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, the Toji in, in Yamaguchi, uh, we have, you know, Kuramoto Toji as well as, you know, sort of employee Toji as well. And, um, I, I get the sense that there's, it's a pretty complex network, but there's, there's a lot of friendly rivalry. Um, and I think particularly between, you know, the, the, the more popular names, accepting Dasai. Dasai, yeah. it's, it's just not even part just of kind the of equation another... anymore, right? It's, yeah. it's off in its own orbit. Yeah. But like, you know, comparing, say, Toyobi Jin with uh, Taka, with Gokyo, yeah. They, 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 there's this sort of this three-way rivalry like to see who yeah. you know who, who gets the most awards or who who sells yeah. uh to the the biggest client or whatever and yeah it's interesting just to see that and then you know at the same time like this is a, a relatively uh like historically relatively isolated part of the country in the sense that you know it, it's not uh, near the major cities and so a lot of these people are are related like they're their cousins or or you know, yeah whatever and and like you know there's one of the more confusing parts of this is um you've got taka naga sort of nagayama honke shuzo joe and in the neighboring city of onoda you've got uh, nagayama shuzo which is yeah they're they're cousins right they're 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 related but there's a lot of silence about that <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah so you you get this it's like all right there's family history there it's it's really interesting just to sort of i mean as an outsider you get to sort of explore that in a way that maybe people connected more closely don't get to but but the, the, it's it's a complex relationship but i don't i don't see a lot of I don't see any animosity or, or things like, ah, oh, they, they just, just the, the occasion, like, ah, oh, you know, they, they say that they're, they, they say that their Karakuchi is dry, but it's not as dry as ours or, yeah, you know, yeah, it's just yeah, a really yeah. sort of friendly rivalry. Yeah, sure. Sure, 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 sure. No, it's interesting. It was, it was kind of neat trying to kind of, I guess, reading through, it said, because you did dedicate, you know, equal parts to, to mm -hmm. all the different breweries, it was, it was kind of fun to, to look through that and try and, sort of parse that relationship in your mind and sort of start tying together, you know, strands and threads. And it, it was interesting. I, I, I felt like um, Sumikawa Shuzo, yeah. you know, makers of- Sumikawa Shuzojo, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, um, Toyo Bijing is a relatively well-known label mm -hmm. uh, in yeah. Japan. Um, yeah. And, I noticed that it, it felt like their name kept sort of popping up in a number of contexts. And when I started thinking about that, I mean, not even just in the context of, I think, Yamaguchi breweries, but other breweries in other places that have been supported by them in some capacity or have worked with them as well. And it, it, it sort of it left an impression that, gosh, maybe this is a brewery that I think from the outside felt like it was somewhat on a pedestal in a way, but when you start to dig in, it feels like, wow, maybe this is actually, it's actually a brewery that felt like it's very much had almost a, a, a very important and valued sort of mentor like role. Absolutely. I, I it's, um, you know, this is a thing, this is a thing that I didn't know before I got started this, but yes, like Sumikawa Shuzojo. So the, uh, the Kuramoto Toji is uh, Sumikawa Hirofumi-san and he, he is absolutely uh, an ex a, a mentor to many of, particularly um, sort of the Hagi area sake breweries. But uh, you know, he he has been an extremely supportive person for a, a lot of different people in the industry. And you know, the story behind that is, I think, really important 
because like you said, there, there is this sense like Toyota Jean is, is a, is a sort of a hyper premium sort of yeah. trajectory, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's on one, like one of it, the cool kids. It, <laughs> yeah. It, it has yeah. that image of being, you know, really sort of at an upper level, but sure. like the way, the, the way the business sort of connections and the way that he runs his business is very, very, very down to earth and very, very personal. And, uh, I think part of one of the more important parts of that story is that they they were almost completely destroyed in 2011 by a flood, and uh, like it was it was a, it was an existential crisis, and they survived that existential crisis with like a thousand volunteers came to to save them. Like it, and it was not just them; like it was the whole community. Like people came from all over Japan to help and and volunteer and. Um, like he like he still exists because of that and he he i think that really really uh, made an impression on him because like even today you know he says like you know the majority of our market is in yamaguchi and we want to keep it that way and you know our 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 local community is is here and like there's a um one, one of the really really great stories about that is is after that disaster uh a local farmer a guy i know um, his name is, is Fukumoto Takuo. He grows organic uh, sake brewing rice in, in near near my place. Like he, he was the only guy who would send rice to brew after like they they had rebuilt their facility because it was too late in the season. They hadn't put in an order. Like if all of everybody's sake rice was already sold, and Fukumoto San is is not a particularly um, hard headed guy. It was just like, yeah. oh yeah, I sold that to somebody else. Sure, I'll send it to you. So yeah. he he diverted yeah. someone else's sake rice to <laughs> Mikawa, and yeah. and basically, you know, that was that was their first step at becoming what they are today. Yeah. And um, to to this day, like there is he, Sumikawa-san and Fukumoto-san have like a have a a special relationship, and and they there is one batch of rice that every year Sumikawa brews for Fukumoto-san and, and like, you know, they have a party and give it to people to who, who helped out in that project and stuff. And it's, you know, that's 11 years ago, 12 years ago now. Yeah. So it's, um yeah, yeah it, it, it is a very much a local support oriented brewery. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was in that, and that really shown through despite that not being, necessarily the story that was set out to be told you could sort of piece that together just through reading the stories and in context of 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 other breweries and those things it was just it was a really it, it was really nice that those that those through lines just sort of all connected and it really did even though the structure of the book has you know everything separated by region and by brewery there there are through lines and sort of relationships you get to where you can kind of visualize it in, in the in the process of sort of reading through things and yeah it it's it it was difficult to decide a way to lay it out in a in a way that um someone could just approach right at any point like there, i didn't want it to be this one sort of narrative and um, you know, trying to represent a community is really hard because it's such a tangled web, right? Yeah. Every strand touches every other strand and things. And so, you know, I'll be happy if people do pick up on it, but I also just want them to be able to like read, oh yeah, so Yachio Shuzo is, oh yeah, it's a young woman. Oh, she 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 trained at Sumikawa. Oh, she's doing good stuff. And, and that's enough. Like if they just, you know, get, get the bare, bare facts, that's enough. But if you if you do get a sense of that, connection i i would be very happy yeah no it was it was really nice it was really it was it it, it definitely did shine through without a doubt without a doubt yeah and i'm you said the book it's even though it's about yamaguchi sake it's about breweries and probably 90 percent of the book is clearly so um but you did make space for yeah. things on the periphery um there's a little bit about travel um you have sort of your you know uh vocab glossary at the beginning yeah, glossary at the beginning um yeah. and then you have you know things like um drinking wares and vessels and pottery um sake rice and things like that were those all things that from the beginning you said 
this is stuff that has to be included or was or were those things that sort of came out of the discovery of going out and speaking to to breweries and 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 looking at different um aspects of the region i definitely wanted to have peripheral sort of connections from the beginning um as like sort of defining and hammering down just which ones would go in we become part of it was it that took some time but like from the very beginning i knew that i could not write about sake without writing about rice um and and rice farming and and um that that sort of became the entryways like all right so obviously rice is essential but then if we think about you know consumers like the people who drink sake what what affects them it's like well the connection between sake brewers and sake drinkers comes through the shops and it comes through the uh, the, the restaurants and the local things and they're, they're obviously a very important part of the local sake brewing industry because that's that's the base right that's that's where people get their stuff and then obviously you know i'm in yamaguchi and yamaguchi has an extremely important uh, pottery tradition in Hagiyaki and, um, you know, I, I, for a, a totally unrelated reason, I had talked to one of the potters I, that I profile in the book and, um, he talked about how he always like when, when he made sake wares, he, it, it's, it's impossible to really understand if they're done or not without testing them. And so he always tests them with Gokyo. Like, yes. well, that's, <laughs> there you go. That's, that's exactly <laughs> kind of, Thing that we need to know it's yeah it's part of that web so yeah yeah oh, very cool very cool yeah you can usually tell which potters actually drink sake when you actually have to when you actually have to use their what, what it is they've made it's usually blatantly obvious whether or not yep. they're yeah <laughs> for sure for sure no very cool very cool very cool um you know i have i have to ask you um just because i think you know in talking about the region like you said we sort of not so much danced around it but the topic of dasai asahi shuzo does come up uh, naturally in conversation you can't talk about yamaguchi or yamaguchi mm -hmm. sake without talking about it and their contribution to sake and the world of sake is you know beyond measure you know and so i mean i have really nothing but you know respect for what they've done what they've managed to create it's a it's an incredible feat um but i am curious you know, we we can see sort of where they sit in the global landscape, but where Asahi Shuzo or Dasai in the Yamaguchi landscape, where does where does where do they live? How does how does that sit in that space? So Dasai has exerted uh, an enormous amount of influence in terms of sort of general prestige towards the industry like it's it's easier now for people in Yamaguchi to say envision working at a sake brewery or whatever because you know Dasai has made the the job something more I guess prestigious a little or, or more um I guess attractive just in the sense of you know it's something people think like it's on the tv it's it's you know in the newspapers it's something that people are just a, sort of part of the general con consciousness yeah. and it's, it's clear um, that here's here's an industry and here's a place you can actually go and yeah. apply a job for for a job whereas you know 20 years ago the idea of maybe i should look you know apply for a job at a at a local sake brewery like it, it just wouldn't even it dawn on wouldn't even dawn just on about anyone then, right yeah yeah and in like yamaguchi now has a yamada nishiki uh sort of growing program because of dasai right it does dasai sort of helps make that happen or made that happen in, in a really direct sense. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they have been uh, generous towards other sake breweries in terms of, you know, offering uh, facility support and things like that. But it has come to the point where it, like, like I, I mentioned, they're just in a different orbit. Yeah. Obvious, obviously, their contributions have been, you know, far-reaching on a number of levels. You know, and there's a lot of different ways to it to to in, interpret it. And I was just curious, sort of how it is, because I'll, I'll, I'll I'm gonna I'll 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 out myself here. I've been to all but I think four prefectures in Japan, and one of the ones that I have not been to is Yamaguchi. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I don't have a feel for how, you know, how things, how, how things live there. And so it's something that was just that I think about. So like I, I mentioned this in the book, you know, there was a time when Yamaguchi, wa, when, when Dasai was the only Junmai Daiginjo you could find in convenience stores in Yamaguchi yeah. prefecture. Yeah. And now it's like, it's one that you can't, like, it's not here anymore. Um, you know, you can, you can get it in souvenir shops and you can find it at, at a couple of you know, direct contract sake stores, but it's, um, Yamaguchi is now low on the pro- priority scale for yeah. Dasai. And yeah. so is it's, Japan it's, at this what, point, right? Feels like. Yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. No, it's interesting. That's okay. I won't, no, I won't press it. It's just, it's, it's, it's definitely, you have to, I think we have to, you know, touch on it you and recognize, to, you know, yeah, where, absolutely. where it lives in that, where they live in that landscape because they're, you said their contribution is, is, unquestionable it's you know. it's it's fundamental and it is and it has been um really really strong yeah absolutely i'll say she's all aside you know that is something i also i really appreciate about the book as well too is that i felt like each of your depictions of the places that you visited were very honest um I mean, I a lot so, of yeah. a lot of writing i feel like still finds and i think this isn't just true for skake this is true for i think wine and food or finding a lot of these things it it focuses on just sort of glorifying the you know the whether it be the maker or the restaurant or the chef or whatever and you know obviously they're all hard-working people who you know deserve you know positive recognition for all of their work but positive or negative aside you can you can just take as a human being here are the things that I noticed and here are like you said you know just just facts and it and it felt like you were able to do a really nice job of going inside while also keeping yeah. a keeping a safe distance i guess to where you could act where you very i don't know politely is even the right word but just you know pragmatically or whatever just you know we're able to just share what you, what you saw and it, and, it, and and it felt really nice as a, as a reader Oh, I'm, I'm glad that came through. I, I, I wanted to be as honest as I could be, you know, like, I, I don't want to, to harm anyone. Like, I don't want to have any kind of negative rep, sort of influence on anyone. And I, I also don't want to just blindly cheerlead. Like, I don't, you know, I, I, I genuinely do love and support the local sake community. Um, I also feel like there are things about it that um, are still, you know, under development, they're still growing. They still need some help. Um, and like there are, like there are breweries in this book that I, I don't want to go to again. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you know, yeah, and I have yeah. no interest in them at all yeah. anymore. Um, yeah. And you know, maybe that comes through. Maybe it doesn't. Like I just, I want to present the story as I saw it, as it is, and 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 be fair. Yeah. Like that's all I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. No. I am a human being. I have my interests. I have my my preferences. Um, you know, I, I don't want to deny that, but yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Was there, was there anything that was left on the cutting room floor? Was there anything that you were just hoping, hoping, hoping you could get in that didn't make it into this book? That... I, the, the introduction used to be much, much, much longer. Like I, <laughs> like I went like, like I, I did, you know, I had this in, I had this whole timeline of you know from from the Edo period on of you know numbers of sake breweries and all of this stuff <clears throat> and uh and the publisher's like no <laughs> no nobody's gonna want to read that i'm like maybe yeah. not <laughs> so so yeah the the introduction used to be much longer um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. funny so but otherwise yeah pretty much everything got in you know the the, the glossary was the publisher's idea and that's a good idea I, you know, I, I, I did, I just wanted to dive full in, but I guess, you know, maybe it does help to have some kind sure. of explanation of what Kimoto is. Sure. Absolutely. So, well, it gives you, it sort of frees you up to be able to just talk about things, you know, yeah, you, I, the I, word is there and it's, then it's been explained and you can just get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't even going to explain it. I was just, <laughs> just going to use the word, yeah. sort of throw you into the deep end. And I guess yeah. that wasn't very kind. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fair enough fair enough yeah cool yeah you know, i don't want to take up too much of your time here but i uh 
I guess what's so what's uh now that this book is out into the world I'm talking with you probably a, this is by the time this gets out the book will definitely be available um yeah we've got five more days six five, five more days until minutes. it's yeah. actually actually out there so yeah um what's uh how are you feeling how are you feeling what's uh what's uh nervous what, are you busy? what are you thinking about what are you, uh... um what am i thinking about i'm thinking about uh hopefully selling enough copies that the publisher doesn't yell at me <laughs> so and then send you an and, invoice no <laughs> yeah like you know yeah you that tiny little advance we sent you come on we need that back no i um i'm thinking I'm thinking about what's next because, you know, I've, I've been working on this for a couple of years now. And then like, I don't have any big project right now. I don't have, you know, when you have something like this, like you could always be working on it, right? You, you've got downtimes like, ah, oh, I'm going to go have some fun, but you know, I, I could be working on the book and I don't have anything like that right now. So it's a weird feeling. I don't know if I want it back or if I never want it again. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. How would you explain it? Was it an enjoyable process? Was it a, how, how would you explain the process of writing a book and how having, having gone through it now? At this, at this stage of my life, I think um, the, the biggest joy for me is, is learning new things. And everything about this was a new lesson. Like I, everything that I did in this was new and I, I was learning things. I learned things about publishing. I learned things about writing. I learned things about interviewing. Like I go back to listen to the interviews I did at the beginning and the interviews I did at the end. It's like, wow. I really sucked back then. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, that part was really, really enjoyable. But as for like, as, as far as the book itself, like it just felt inevitable to me. Like there was yeah. never, it was like, yeah, I'm going to write a book. It's like, I'm writing a book. It's, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. whether it got published or not, I was going to do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was mostly enjoyable. There was no, there was no like, painful parts until the very end when you just keep doing the edits and edits and like wait there's more typos there's still typos yeah <laughs> there are still typos and i apologize for that i had like we edited five or six rounds of editing and every single time it's like wait we read this already why are there still typos yeah <laughs> i apologize um yeah. but yes well, when it sells a gajillion copies and they have to do several more print runs of it, those will all, all get cleaned up to, to, so. to utter perfection. Now it's still got just 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 enough of that character. So you got to so you got to rush out and, and get it now, where it's got that. No, it's, that's the character. That's that's the human. That's the human component of 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 of, of, of a of a create of a creative work, and it's and it, and it, and it's a really special one. And again, congratulations on thank on, you so on making this happen. This is really special. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I guess the the message here is if you want more books about sake other than sake 101 by it's by my book by discovering yamaguchi sake <laughs> this is this is you're, it's you're the, speaking with your dollars there it's listeners. the yeah it's the proof it's the the verification the concept, test right for the, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely 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 no it's super exciting i think where, so where would uh for so for folks who are going out looking for the book give us the quick rundown there what official release date um where's a good place to buy it where's a good place for more information and are there any things that are you going to be doing any events is there anything going on that people can can keep an eye out for it so um people the the, the official release date is february 21st uh so digital copies are available on uh kindle and and as far as paper copies go, you just the way logistics works. If you're not in America, it's going to take a while. Um, I haven't got any of my copies yet, my preview copies or nothing. Still not here, so you know, uh, it's just taken a while. Um, as far as where you can buy the book, the pr the paper the print copies are available basically anywhere that sells books. Um, Stonebridge distributes through several major wholesalers. So if 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 you don't want to buy it from Amazon, which I wholeheartedly applaud. Uh, Go to your local independent bookstore with the ISBN and, and give it to them uh, so you can find information on the Stonebridge Publishing website or on my website, www.jimrion.com. Um, obviously, it is on Amazon as well. You know, 
it, it's just the way the way the world works these days. Uh, but also, you know, Barnes and Noble or Kobo or wherever you want to to look for books, look for discovering Yamaguchi Sake. And yeah, you can also find more about me on my website, jimryan.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, jim underscore and underscore jizake, J-I-Z-A-K-E. And uh, yeah, I hope I hope people like it. I, that's, you know, that's, there's not a whole lot else I can say <laughs> at <Yeah>. this point. <laughs> I've done what I could do and yeah. let's, let's hope it's out there. It's out into the world and yeah, yeah it's, up to the, it's up to the world now to, to enjoy it. So very good. Excellent, excellent. Well, Jim, again, congratulations. Thank uh, you. Thanks so much for making time. I'm no, excited for, to see it. Taking the time. No, yeah. I'm excited to see it go out it's into good the to, world. It's good to talk to you, it. Justin, and uh, good luck with your ventures. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll keep you updated when I feel like I have something I can I can update with uh, with a degree of confidence. Is like this is actually what this is and when it's happening and and all that. Yeah, I'm trying absolutely. to trying to not you know get info out into the world too too early and there's just so many moving parts here right now but that's a that's a conversation for another day another day every, yeah. every day is every day is exciting so absolutely something something to be said for that very good very good excellent well jim when i make it back to uh japan next time which will hopefully be sooner rather than later i am going to do my very best to um add to take Yamaguchi off the off the list of uh, non-visited prefectures, and hopefully we can we can visit some uh, visit some breweries and uh, have some tasty tasty beverages together. Yeah, let me know. We'll happen. <laughs> Will do. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much. We'll uh, reach out to you again. We'll have you on here again soon. Thank you. And that will do it for one more episode of Sake On Air. If you have any questions for us, you can reach out to us at questions at sakeonair.com. And we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at Sake On Air. The show is made possible with the fantastic support of the Japan Sake and Shochu Makers Association. And the show is a production by Potsuke Productions with editing work by Mr. Frank Walter. That has been this week's Sake on Air, and we will be back very, very soon with more Sake on Air before you know it. Until then, come back.